Advent people of God. So much of getting ready for Christmas is about the clothes. There are those one-of-a-kind sweaters that get broken out at this time of the year for office or school parties. There are coordinated outfits for the annual Shutterfly Christmas card. There are matching pajamas on Christmas Eve. Clothing tells a story. It does so in our lives. It does so in Scripture. Joseph's multicolored robe, Goliath's heavy armor, Elijah's mantle thrown over the shoulders of Elisha, Naaman the Syrian showing up with stacks of clothes for the prophet of God in Israel. And as we'll discover through this Advent season, clothes point us to the king himself, to Jesus Christ. It starts in Genesis 3. Adam and Eve are naked and afraid. After they listen to Satan's lies, their perfect life in the Garden of Eden is lost. Their sin unleashes a tidal wave of divine judgment, beginning with their expulsion from the Garden. Not only would life for these first humans be futile and frustrating, filled with thorns and dust, they would no longer enjoy the presence of God. Without God acting, they and we would be alone with our sin and apart from our Creator. As we journey through this season of watching and waiting, we know and feel the effects of Adam and Eve's fall from grace. Despite sentimental Christmas music that's been playing since before Thanksgiving, despite parties and family gatherings, the primary emotions emotions of many are grief and despair. It could be grief over the, over the death of a spouse, as this is the first Christmas without he or she. It could be grief over the financial pressures of the most, not the most wonderful, but the most expensive time of the year. It could be the keen awareness of relational strain, the sibling you're not speaking to, the child who's disappointed you or disappointed in you, the close friend who was hurt by something you said and will definitely not be sending a card your way. Or perhaps what you're grieving is a long list of regrets and guilt over good things you've left undone and terrible things in your past that you cannot undo. As we enter Advent, where and how are you feeling the effects of Genesis 3? There stand Adam and Eve, naked and awash in shame, and we stand next to them. Their nudity, when they were creating unblemished by sin, was not scandalous. It was, in fact, a symbol of their purity and of the safety of God's care. But now, corrupted by sin, sent out on their own, their nakedness is a liability. Their fig leaves will not last very long. So what does God do? He will not send Adam and Eve out of paradise and into the wilderness uncovered by clothes and covered in guilt. For verse 21 of chapter 3 states it plainly. The Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. God made clothes. 
God became a tailor with his own hands, with his hands which had shaped them from dust. Now he makes coverings for the nakedness of Adam and Eve. No cotton from the garden, no silk from early, early created caterpillars. God worked with leather. Though our first parents were sentenced to death, and we with them, the very first to die would not be Adam and Eve. The first time blood is shed in God's perfect world, the first time a final breath is taken, the first time a warm body grows cold, is when God kills an innocent animal to clothe guilty Adam and Eve. What kind of God would cover over the sin and the shame of those who have rejected him? What kind of God would not only cover their shame, but do so at such an awful cost and with his own two hands? The God who promises a savior to them and a savior to us. There is this wonderfully descriptive word of the promise spoken in verse 15. It's called the Proto-Evangelion. It means the first announcement of good news. There is enmity, strife, conflict between Satan and humankind. But the seed, the offspring of the woman, and notice that it is singular, will crush the head of the one who will strike and bruise his heel. And God doesn't give up on the business of making clothes. Genesis 3 is just the beginning. Because God has this wonderful plan to deal with your sin and mine, with your shame and with mine. God will not be satisfied until we are all covered. So the Father sends his Son into the world, the one whose birth we're only weeks away from celebrating again. He takes our humanity For God does his greatest work through flesh and blood. Jesus is sent from heaven above, wrapped in swaddling clothes, placed in the manger. But the cradle leads to the cross. And it will not be an animal sacrifice, but the holy and innocent Son of God who sheds his blood for our forgiveness. In Jesus Christ, you and I are given the custom-made robes of righteousness. Whatever sin you confess, whatever shame you carry, it is covered by Jesus' suffering and death. And if you need that reminder, look at the font and see where the Father has clothed you personally in Jesus' shame-covering, sin-destroying garment of grace. It is when water, simple water, and strong word made you a new child of God with a new name, a new life, and gave you new clothes. Yes, getting ready for Christmas can be all about the clothes, and we will rejoice on our Advent journey, for we are wrapped in the fabulous fashion of forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.